Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives or call us, 208-991-4783. Well, today's episode is brought to you by the support of our listeners. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, today's episode, um, I have to be honest, I'm not certain the script trial is correct, even though it was announced as the, um, uh, next episode, um, uh, title, I kind of think it had to have been changed, but anyway, the title of today's case, uh, according to all the logs, is The Case of the Kidnap Killer, from June 10th, uh, 1947, so enjoy. Rinso presents Call the Police. Attention, homicide section. Flying squad detail. Murder suspect in your zone. Close in according to instructions. <laughs> Between you and the evil outside the law, between you and the housebreaker, the kidnapper, the murderer, stands the policeman of your community. He gives up his sleep that you may sleep unafraid. He gives up his safety that you may be safe. And if need be, he gives up his life to protect yours. Brothers Company, makers of Triple Action Rinso, bring you Call the Police, starring Joseph Julian and Joan Tompkins. This new series of realistic radio dramas is inspired by the courageous work of police departments all over America. This is Commissioner Bill Grant. Every now and then a case comes along that makes me realize that the best way to outsmart a smart criminal is to let him outsmart himself. The case in point is number 96-42 in the Ashland police files. You might say that it really began the night Kid Coombs knocked out Felipe Gomez in the third round at the Arena Garden. But the real trouble didn't get underway until next morning when Linda Lee, hard, blonde, and expensive walked into the office of Coombs' manager, tough tinhorn by the name of Maury Fenton. My name's Linda Lee, Mr. Fenton. What about it? Your boy knocked out Felipe Gomez in the third at the arena last night. So where do you come in? I'm Gomez's girl. Oh. Too bad Gomez went down so early, huh? He didn't mind too much. No? Why not? He got $1,500 for taking that dive. Is that so? Who gave it to him? You did, Mr. Fenton. 
If you're hungry for trouble, Miss Lee, you came to the right place. Sit still, Mr. Fenton. I don't care if Gomez wants to take it on the chin. It's his chin. I just don't think 1500 was enough money for the act. Somebody wants to know what you think I deal with, Gomez. You'll deal with me. Gomez is an easy mate. And you're a tough tomato, isn't it? Not as tough as some people. Not as tough, for instance, as Rick Barstow. Rick Barstow? Oh, you know the name, huh? You cost Vic Barso twenty grand last night, Mr. Fenton. Me? Barso had twenty grand on Gomez to win by a knockout. Do you know anything about Barso, Mr. Fenton? Enough. He might resent it if he knew you paid Gomez to take a dive. But he ain't gonna know, Miss Lee. Certainly not. If you lay five thousand on the line for me and Gomez. Somebody is whistling through their teeth. Well, if you won't listen to reason. Where are you going? Give Vic Barstow a ring. Miss Lee. Yeah? The weatherman says tomorrow's going to be a nice day. I'd hate to see you and Gomez miss it. It was an ugly deal from the word go. And it got steadily worse. Half an hour later, Vic Barstow was sitting in his penthouse suite in the Bancroft Plaza, having a few words with his wife. What are you going to do, Vic? Eat your heart out? You lost the $20,000. Have a drink and forget it. I don't like to lose, Lil. And I don't think I would have if it hadn't been for your little friend Gomez. He told me he was set to win that fight last night. Anybody can guess wrong, Vic. Anyhow, he phoned all day yesterday while I was out. Maybe he was calling to get you to cancel your bet. Maybe he was calling about something else. What do you mean? You know what I mean. Oh, Vic, please, don't be ridiculous. There's nothing between me and Gomez. You I'll have... get it. Hello? Barstow speaking. How would you like to know the name of the man who paid Gomez to lay down in the fight last night, Barstow? What? Hey, who is this? My name's Linda Lee. Are you trying to pull a gag on me? Gomez has a furnished room at 122 Myrtle Street. He died 8 o'clock tonight with five grand in cash. And the gag will be on seven. Shortly before nine, as I got the story later, Linda Lee went up to Gomez's room on Myrtle Street and laid out the deal. And Gomez was petrified. You out of your mind, Linda? Fenton will knock us both off for a cross like this. Fenton's got to find us first. In 30 minutes, we'll be out of town with 5,000 brand new bucks. Come on, Felipe, be a smart boy. Sign this paper for Barstow. He'll be here in a few seconds. Forget it. You won't do it? Not for a million. Boy, you yellow punch. Take it easy, you crazy bimbo. I'll tell you about my deal with Fenton for you to go around shooting your mouth. Who cares why you told me? You told me. If you won't come along for the ride, I'll do business with Barstow on my own. You think you will. What's going to stop me? You hit me again, you lousy pug. All right. Gomez went down fast for that long count. The one that never ends. What happened in that room for the next five minutes was anybody's guess. 
Then there was a knock on the door, and in walked Barstow. Gomez. Take it easy, Mr. Barstow. We don't need the cops in here right away. You shot him? Don't be silly. Shots came from that open window there. Is that so? Yeah, there's a fire escape just outside. Do you have any idea who it was that killed him? Not exactly, Mr. Barstow, but Laurie Fenton said tonight he was going to. And I'm the little girl that heard him say it. I didn't hear anything about the case until the next day. I got to headquarters late. As I walked into my office, who was sitting behind my desk with his feet up, but my ever-loving sidekick, Sergeant Maggio. Ah, good morning, Commissioner. Don't let me disturb you, Maggio. Oh, that's okay. I was just sitting here figuring what it must be like to be a police commissioner. You don't have to figure, I'll tell you. Yeah? You remember one night out in the Pacific, we hit mortar fire, overhead bombing, and Jap guerrilla action all at once? Sure, I remember that time. Compared to this, that was duck soup. Oh, what's happened now? Oh, spent the morning with his honor, the mayor. He had a beef? Did he ever not have a beef? What's today's special? Fight racket in this city. He's getting complaints from everything from the Ladies' Aid Society to the Boxing Commission. Oh, then maybe you'll want to see it. Maybe I want to see who? The blonde who's in the waiting room. What blonde? Name's Lee. Linda Lee. What would I want to see her for? She's Felipe Gomez's girlfriend, Commissioner. Gomez? He's one of the fighters the mayor's got his eye on. Oh, come in, Maggio. Okay. Commissioner wants to see you, Miss Lee. I want to see him. Mr. Grant? Sergeant Maggio tells me you're on uh, close terms with Felipe Gomez, Miss Lee. I was. You're not anymore? Well, it's hard to be on close terms with a dead man. What's that? Gomez was murdered. When? I don't know. I just found out about it a few minutes ago when I walked into his room. But you were just out there, sitting, calmly wasting time. I told that goon I wanted to see you. Goon? Hey, now, take wait it a easy, second. Take it easy, Maggio. Both of you take it easy. This job's going to be a snap. What do you mean? You know a fight manager named Maury Fenton? Yes, the mayor's been telling me about him. He's your boy. Maury Fenton killed Gomez? Yeah, he even told me he was going to. Why? He bribed Gomez to throw the fight last night. He was afraid Gomez was going to talk. You'll say that in court? That and some more. Maggio. Yeah, Commissioner? Get out of here and pick up Maury Fenton. Okay. He'll probably be up to his neck in alibis, but bring him in anyhow and hold him for questioning. That's me, Commissioner. Now then, Miss Lee, where's the body? In a furnished room at 122 Myrtle Street. Is that where Gomez lives? Yeah, second floor rear. Good morning, Bill. Oh, hello, Liddy. Bill, I... Oh, busy? Right now, it's murder. Literally? I'm afraid so. I'm driving over in a squad car to take a look at the scene of the crime. Um, did those... Squad cars are built for two, you know, Bill. Here. You remember the police department? Come on along. Oh, Miss Lee. Yeah? Stick around town for a while. We may want to talk to you some more. This whistle means... Robbery at the First National Bank. But this whistle... That's Rinso White and Rinso Bright. And that's how I want my wash to be. Tops in whiteness and brightness. Rinso gets John's shirts so white they gleam. I'm terribly proud of them. And Rinso also helps keep my pretty washable colored things fresh and gay for ages. Yes, ma'am. Trust Rinso's triple action formula for results. 
You see, Rinso's Soapy Rich Base makes deep driving suds that get out stubborn dirt fast. Rinso's Sud Booster means heaps of suds, even in hard water. And Rinso's Grease Chaser goes after grease and grime, helps prevent yellowing of clothes, yet is easy on hands. So for a dazzling wash, a wash that's... Rinso White and Rinso Bright. Ask for Rinso. When Linda Lee walked into headquarters and announced that she found Felipe Gomez, the fighter, dead, Libby Tyler and I took a squad car over to Gomez's room. Doc Perkins, a couple of the boys from the fingerprint department, and a photographer gave the place to works. But when they'd left, I found they'd overlooked something. What have you got there, Bill? Something that ought to interest you, Libby. Found a jam behind this mirror. A woman's hat. Very smart. Probably belongs to Linda Lee. I don't think so, Bill. She was she was Gomez's girl. Yeah, I know she was, but I saw Linda Lee, and she doesn't have this kind of taste. No? Oh. This is a, a subdued, conservative little hat. It doesn't fit at all with the apparent exhibitionism of her nature. Psychology department at work, huh? After all, it's what I get paid for, Bill. It, now, a hat like this is a very exclusive model. It, it's very likely the only one of its kind. Parisian. Mm-hmm. Probably made by... Oh, here we are. What is it? There's a tag inside. Made by the Madame shop for Mrs. Victor Barstow. Vic Barstow. That was a name everybody knew had ever been close to the fight racket in this town. Mrs. Barstow's hat in Gomez's room meant only one thing to me. She had found out that Felipe Gomez was young and dark and handsome. I told Libby I'd meet her back at headquarters, and I took a walk over to Barstow's suite in the Bancroft Plaza. When I showed Barstow the hat, he took it slow and easy, like a man who's learned that romance is no bargain. My wife isn't in right now, Commissioner. She's, uh, she's out shopping. For a new hat? Uh, could be. You don't happen to know where she was last night, about 8 o'clock, do you? No. No, why? I'd just like to be sure she wasn't at Gomez's place, that's all. You can be sure. How would you know? Because I was at Gomez's place. What? what? Didn't Linda Lee tell you? No. She said she walked in and found the body this morning. Oh, I see. Come on, what's the story? All right, Grant, I'll tell you. Miss Lee phoned me here yesterday and told me to be at Gomez's place at 8 o'clock sharp. So? When I walked in, Gomez was on the floor, full of bullets. And Miss Lee was standing over him. Linda Lee, huh? Yes. I had an idea I was going to want to talk to her some more. Pick up Maury Fenton, Maggio. Yeah, but I'm having trouble holding him. Alibi? Just like he said. A good one? The best. He was out of town last night. Well, don't worry about it. No? No, I want you to get hold of Linda Lee and work fast. Send a couple of boys over to her hotel. Check. Give them ten minutes to report back. Check. If she's not in her room, send out a general alarm. You want her bad, don't you? Check. You think she's left town, Bill? She would if she knew what I had on my mind, Libby. You think she killed Gomez? Right now, she's Exhibit A. With a motive? What's the matter with jealousy for a motive? Linda Lee was Gomez's girl. But he was also more than friends with Mrs. Barstow. 
Yes. Isn't that enough for a woman to commit murder? Well, a jealousy motive is all right if she has a materially adjusted personality. You don't say. But a practical girl like Linda Lee is a totally objective expert. Uh, Spare me the analysis of the criminology uh, department, Libby. All I want to do is to locate Miss Lee. Uh, Yes? Commissioner Grant? Yes? Linda Lee. The objective extrovert herself, Libby. Glad to hear your voice, Miss Lee. Fine. I've got men out looking for you. For what? I talked to Vic Barstow, and he says you didn't find Gomez's body this morning. Didn't I? No, you were in Gomez's room when he was shot around 8 o'clock last night. Commissioner, I'm going to hold an auction. An auction? You heard me. What's going on the block? The name of Felipe Gomez's murderer. Oh, I see. You'll want to be in on it, won't you? The police don't buy information, Miss Lee. You want to bet it, don't you? What time? Six o'clock. Okay. You'll be here? You'll tell me where to be. I'm at... Miss Lee. Miss Lee. What happened? Miss Lee, where are you? I'm... I sat there yelling her name into the phone. And then I heard the receiver being placed back on the hook at the other end. And I sat there with a dead telephone in my hand and the murderer grinning at me at the other end of the connection. Calling me, Commissioner? I just had a call from the Lee woman, Maggio. Yeah? Where is she? I don't know, but wherever she is, she was just shot. What do you know? Maybe it was that... Trace that call and let me hear as soon as you know where it came from. Well, you can't always trace a call, Commissioner. Well, make this one of the times you can. You see, Bill, the objective extrovert type rarely commits murder out of jealousy. You mean you were right? Well, I didn't say that, Bill. I, I never say I told you so. But if Linda Lee is the murderer, then who fired those shots? That is the big question. When you're dealing with a jealousy motive, you see, you really ought to have a suspect who's a mercurially adjusted personality. Hmm. How do you know we haven't got one? What? What do we know about Mrs. Barstow? Why are we only thinking in one direction? What do you mean? Mrs. Barstow was going with Gomez just as much as Linda Lee was. Why couldn't she have been the one who got jealous and killed them both? I don't know. Neither do I. But I'm going to find out. Where are you going? Back to the Bancroft Plaza. I want to see how fast Mrs. Victor Barstow can talk. Rinse-O White and Rinse-O Bright. Yes, it's results that count, and Rinso results are tough. They certainly are. Why, just one look at a Rinso wash and you see the difference. Rinso gets white things absolutely dazzling white, and Rinso's so kind to washable colors. Look at this linen dress that I'm wearing. I'd hate to say how many times I've washed it, and yet it's still a fresh, true blue. Pretty as a picture, ma'am, and plenty good proof of Rinso's top results. Of course, the reason for those results is Rinso's triple action formula that gives you a special soapy rich base, an amazing suds booster, and a marvelous grease chaser. So ask for Rinso for a dazzling wash, a Rinso white wash with ease, a Rinso bright wash with safety. When I got to the Barstow Suite in the Bancroft Plaza, I found Vic Barstow all alone. Uh, what's on your mind this time, Commissioner? Linda Lee has just been shot. So? I want to see your wife. Why? 
Because I think she may be the one who killed Linda Lee. Forget it, Grant. You're in the wrong pew. I don't think so. I know so. Is there an explanation that goes with this? You bet there is. Well? What time was Linda Lee shot? An hour and 20 minutes ago. What about it? Only this, Grant. I talked to my wife over the phone an hour and a half ago. Where was she? At the Yacht Landing Club. Alibi, huh? I'm afraid so. Now, let's have a drink. Now, what's the number of the Yacht Landing Club? I told you, Grant. You're way off the beam. What's the number of the Yacht Landing Club? Can't you take my word for it? No. Nope. Grant. Okay, Barstow, I'll find it for myself. He gave me the number before I could look it up. But he was worried as I dialed it. He let his head fall into his hands. As a foreign voice at the other end of the wire said, Yacht Club, good afternoon. This is Police Commissioner Grant. Ah, yes, Commissioner. I want to speak to Mrs. Victor Barstow. Mrs. Barstow? Yes. What time did she leave? Leave? Yes. Oh, there must be some mistake, Commissioner. Mrs. Barstow has not been here at all today. Lying to the police can be a very expensive habit, Mr. Barstow. All right. Arrest me. Why did you tell me a cockeyed story like that? It was a chance, Commissioner. Just a chance. Of all the spots to pick, the Yacht Landing Club. I picked it because it's 40 miles outside of town. What does that mean? Well, you said Linda Lee was shot an hour and 20 minutes ago. I figured that if I said I talked to my wife an hour and a half ago at the club, it would be a solid out for her. It would mean she couldn't have shot Miss Lee. Why? How could she get from the yacht landing club to Gomez's rooming house in 10 minutes? Oh. Mm-hmm. I see. The truth is, I think she did kill them both. But I wanted to protect her. I love her, Grant. I can't help myself. Now, just take it easy. But you need some fresh air. Come on, let's take a walk over to Gomez's place and have a look at Linda Lee's body. Barstow and I went up the stairs to the second floor. The door to Gomez's room was half open. I gave it a shove. And there was Linda Lee on the floor with two bullets in her, dead. Cops should be used to sights like that, but I guess I'm not. Do they, do they have to leave the body lying here like this, Grant? That'll be tended to, Barstow. How could Lil do this? But you believe she did. What choice have I got? Why, even the first time I asked her not to see Gomez, she was like a tiger. She was really in love with him, huh? She was infatuated with him. She went for him because he was slick and dark. Well, the honeymoon's over now. Gomez is dead, and your wife is up for murder. Well, you could say they both got what they deserved, huh? You could. You were a stickler for justice. Hey, listen. Somebody's coming. High heels. Do you suppose it could be? Come in, Mrs. Barstow. What's happening here? We've just been talking about you. Victor. Victor, what are you doing here? Take a look on the floor. <gasps> Who is it? Linda Lee. Your friend Gomez's girl. Who killed her? Didn't you? Me. Because she was Gomez's girlfriend? Because you were jealous? No. The same way you killed Gomez. That's a lie. All right, Miss Barstow, that's a lie. What are you doing here? Linda Lee phoned me this afternoon and said for me to be here at six, Commissioner. Yes? Yes. She said something about holding an auction. An auction? I know it sounds strange, but it's true. I went by Commissioner Grant's office and told the Sergeant Maggio the whole story just before I came over here. You can tell a police sergeant anything you dream up, Lily. You've got to believe me. But we don't. Speak for yourself, Barstow. What? I believe her. I got the same phone call from Miss Lee. 
She was going to try to sell the name of Gomez Murderer. Gomez Murderer? Interesting, huh, Barstow? Which reminds me, I've got to call headquarters. Headquarters? Yes, I have to tell them where they can find Linda Lee's body. What? I know it comes as a shock to you, Barstow, but nobody had any idea where Linda's body was until you told me a few minutes ago at your hotel. What are you talking about? You said you picked the yacht landing club because it would be impossible to get from there to Gomez Place in ten minutes. You see, you slipped when you mentioned Gomez Place. Because you were the only person in the world who knew Linda had been shot in this room. Now, wait a minute. It was a simple mistake. You were sure somebody had heard those two shots when you killed Linda, and you took it for granted they'd sent for the police long ago. But unfortunately, Barstow, nobody did hear those shots. And therefore, nobody called the police. Put down that phone. Victor. Wait a minute now, Barstow. Put it down. I don't like to lose, Commissioner. I killed Gomez because he was taking my wife away from me. And in my book, a man's got that right. Is a man also the right to shoot Linda Lee? What was she taking away from you? Linda Lee was here the night I shot Gomez from the fire escape. She saw me. She was going to help me throw the blame on Fenton for a price. And then she made the price too high? You guessed it. I wouldn't pay. And she was going to sell me out of the highest bidder. So you shot her. You can see for yourself. Oh, Victor. Don't give me that. What's here is on your head. You were my wife, Lil. And you were running around with Gomez. You're not the first man who ever got to run around, Barstow. Why didn't you bow out? I told you. I don't like to lose. And I'm not going to let you two keep me from winning, either. It's going to take more than another murder to keep you from losing now. Nobody else has anything on me, Commissioner, except you two. And without drawing any straws, you're first. No. No! Go ahead, Gil. Only remember, nobody heard the shot the last time. And I don't think they'll hear these. So take a last look around, Commissioner. Because this is it. Commissioner. Are you hurt, Commissioner? No, I'm okay. Well, I gave Mrs. Barstow a trail after she left headquarters, and it looks like a good thing I did. I always thought you were beautiful, Maggio. But believe me, you never looked lovelier. Dance, Libby? Oh, I'd love to, Bill. But... Uh... Somebody coming over to our table. Oh, Mrs. Barstow. I realize that I'm partly to blame for everything that's happened, but I did want to thank you for all you did. Oh, forget it. Being a policeman is my business. You're a very clever commissioner. Dick didn't fool you for a minute by pretending to be shielding me with that yacht club alibi, did he? Well, that was pretty transparent stuff, Mrs. Barstow. He was trying to look like a loving husband so he could put the blame on you. I know. Anyway... Thanks again, Commissioner. Goodbye, Miss Blatt. Bye. Attractive, isn't she, Libby? Do you think so? Looks a little worn to me. But she dresses smartly. You said so yourself. Probably has nothing on her mind but clothes and men. More coffee, Libby? Thank you. Libby. Yes? What was that type that you said could get jealous enough to kill? A person with a maturely adjusted personality. Why? Oh, nothing. Except this is the first time I ever poured coffee for a young lady whose personality is mercurially adjusted. (laughs) 
Commissioner Bill Grant will be back in just a moment with the Lever Brothers Police Plaque of Valor, this week presented to a detective sergeant whose keen observation and untiring pursuance of duty resulted in the arrest of a vicious killer. But first... Ooh, my wash looked like a mountain this week. Sheets, tablecloths, napkins, play clothes, shirts, towels, dresses. It seems there's twice as much in summer. But I should worry. I've got my good washer and rinse That's the perfect combination, lady. A good washer and rinse And that's not just my opinion, either. You know, the makers of 33 leading washers unanimously recommend rinse for top results. So go along with experts, lady. Choose rinse the soap with the triple action formula. Remember, rinse gives a dazzling wash. A wash that's... Rinse-O white and rinse bright. Keep on asking for Rinso. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Commissioner Bill Grant. It gives me a great deal of pleasure to present the Lever Brothers' plaque of valor this week to Detective Sergeant Martin H. Knee of the Police Force of Greenwich, Connecticut. Detective Nee was selected by Chief Peter J. Sicardi, lifetime member of the Executive Board of the International Association of Chiefs of Police. On July the 6th, 1940, Michael Porco was found dead in his rented room in Greenwich, Connecticut. Autopsy revealed that death had been caused by a hemorrhage of the brain, a result of a severe beating. In spite of a thorough search, the only police clue revealed was a battered woman's hat. With this single clue, Detective Nee was finally able, after long and painstaking investigation to place under arrest Mary Taraka, who purchased the hat, and her common-law husband, Robert Ryan. Ryan was later found guilty of manslaughter and sentenced to state penitentiary. So to Detective Martin H. Knee goes $100 and this week's Lever Brothers' plaque of valor for his unfailing effort to protect the people of your community. <laughs> never realized why Pete only danced with me once until I overheard that awful whisper. Don't dance with her. You know, B.O. The way to stop those whispers is to take a daily bath with Life Boy. Life Boy is the only soap especially made to stop B.O. What's more, scientific tests prove that a daily bath with Life Boy helps build up increasingly better protection against B.O. Play safe. Bathe with Life Boy. You don't want people to whisper, B. Oh, get Life Boy. Be sure to be with us next Tuesday night when Lever Brothers Company, makers of Rinso, bring you another exciting, realistic police case. Listen next week to... This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company. Welcome back. Well, Libby's psychology turns out to be correct for once, though it doesn't provide the final clue to the case. I'm wondering if anyone possibly uh, missed that solution. We didn't know at all where the body was and said, oh, yeah, let me go ahead and just uh, hand myself to you on a silver platter. Uh, somewhat uh, remarkable, but... Uh, 
we will uh, go with that as the solution to this particular case. And we'll be back tomorrow with Let George Do It. And then join us a week from today. We'll bring you a third episode of Call the Police. In the meanwhile, send your comments to Box13 at GreatDetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.